0: welcome to Personality Love Lab, where we interview real couples to delve deeper into the 16 personality types and love. This podcast is brought to you by the two sisters who co-founded SoSynced. SoSynced is the dating app that matches compatible personality types.
1: Are you fed up with meaningless swiping and wasting time on bad dates? With SoSynced, you no longer have to leave
0: love to chance. SoSynced offers a whole new approach to dating, which is totally different to anything you've ever tried before.
1: Download SoSync for free now to find your perfect personality match and make meaningful connections.
0: It's available in your iOS or Android app store. We're your hosts. I'm Lou, an ESFJ, also known as So Supportive.
1: And I'm Jess, an INFP, also known as So Unique. Today on Personality Love Lab, we have Jane and Henrik from London. Jane is 35, Henrik is
0: 31, and they've been together for five years. Jane is an ENTJ, also known as So Ambitious, and Henrik is an INFJ, also known as So Thoughtful. Jane and Henrik had a whirlwind romance. It was clear to both of them that it was right from the very beginning, and they got engaged three weeks after they met.
1: Yeah, so to kick things off, how did you guys meet?
2: Yes, we met in, we were both living, I was living in Hong Kong at the time, and we met when Jane was basically stopping by, so we met on, you know, that app.
3: Yeah, well, I guess, you know, I'll give the slightly more extended version. I, I was meant to be in England on a visa, but that processing took months and months more than anyone anticipated. So after spending a month living in Portugal, I decided to move back to Hong Kong for a bit to wait out the rest of it, just to get my fix for, you know, good dim sum and roast duck and whatnot and towards the end of that visa wait I was just on bumble on the recommendation of a friend and on the first day I met Henrik and then that was it the rest Mm. was history.
1: What was it about his profile that stood out?
3: Um, The profiles are quite limited I think it's mostly photos and then just the summary like a 10 word summary so you're pretty much forced to then converse right to find out more and I think what did you write you wrote Norwegian blueberry farmer which is so not true but you know (laughs) good enough of a conversation starter.
2: Yeah I think I had Norwegian blueberry farmer living in Hong Kong something silly something yeah.
3: Yeah so the irony was that I was the Hong Konger who hadn't lived in Hong Kong for over a decade. He was the transplant from the other side of the world and it was a kind of fly-by trip for me and yeah we could have missed each other because I was in the last few weeks of my stay already.
1: Yeah, I um, I remember we talked about it briefly when we first met, right? And yeah. it, I don't know, it just sounds like fate. It just sounds like it all mm. came together and, and worked out exactly how it should.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's so cliche when, you know, people talk about, oh, it's meant to be. But after going through this experience myself, I would say, yeah, you know, maybe fate does exist. Because after meeting him, I just felt like it was never going to be anyone else.
2: Yeah, and I think also maybe because that she was moving away, we we met in like three weeks before she leaving uh, for the UK. I think that kind of time limit on the relationship made us really start thinking about things much quicker than we might have if you were staying there for a long time right because I think the first few days were so good so we started really considering is this going to be worth it if if Jane is moving to the UK and I'm, I'm in Hong Kong
3: is this guy worth the potential heartbreak
2: yeah yeah and I think we, we started having conversations that you typically wouldn't have Until like way later, years later, you know, things like you know values, things like if you want kids, all of those type of topics. We had on, I think, our third or fourth date. Third
3: date, yeah.
2: And I think the more we talked about it, the more it made sense. And that kind of accelerated things, I think. A compelling event is always important, I think. (laughs) Deadline,
3: got a plane to catch.
2: Literally,
1: yeah. So it's quite interesting because ENTJs and INFJs tend to not be so into small talk. And they both tend to be very like forward thinking personality types. So it makes sense that you'd both be keen to chat about bigger picture, future topics quite early on.
2: Yeah. And I think it just helps either qualify out or, (laughs) or it just cements the relationship.
1: So when you talked about everything, you were just completely on the same page
2: yeah
3: because it wouldn't have made sense to be dating a guy who you know you had met for a couple of weeks and then suddenly you're you're like eight hours apart in time difference right so if we're going to do it at least we had to know that it was something that was worth putting the proper effort into maybe that's a very entj way of thinking like is it worth the effort yeah. But <laughs> yeah no it definitely
2: is <laughs> <laughs> but and i also think You know, we were both in a place where we were ready to do something more serious. I think if the timing had been off, like maybe we were not, you know, really ready to commit for a long-term thing, but I think timing as well helped for that. And then we had those conversations and then it just, everything fell into place really.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because yeah, ENTJs do tend to be quite logical and like you know working out things are yeah worth the effort.
3: Yeah, yeah. This was the strangest sort of thing to have happened between the two of us because we're quite logical and we like to see things mapped out. But then when I think we met each other, all that logic flew out the window, and we were just saying it sounds crazy to do
0: what we're about to do, but it felt right as well, so we went ahead with it. And then what was your first date
2: like? Mm, Yes, the first date was just a a coffee kind of meet up in a really nice cafe that you you knew about yeah knew about.
3: so hong kong has these um because of the price of real estate there right you you find really interesting cafes on the 16th floor of a building so i found such a place so you get a great view and it's just uh, adorable and i was half an hour late because i wanted to look good for it so i put in a bit more effort than usual and he was very patiently waiting waiting mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. yeah yeah and i i think what was really cool for me is that i've been looking for a cafe like that for the longest time i think in hong kong as you said there isn't much you know street side kind of alfresco cafe which i really missed from uh europe and this one even though it was indoors it had that same feeling and i've been living in hong kong for i think three years at that point and i hadn't really found it yet and you just stopped by town and you had already found an amazing place so so yeah i was just already wow this is really cool and then we sat down had the conversation and it was just, it was really good. Like immediately we started talking about concepts and ideas and, and interesting things versus just, you know, what's on Netflix or or these type of things.
3: Yeah. I think we um, really bonded over our common love for strategy and planning because we both love to travel. And we were saying like, if you on your boarding pass, you see that the gate is like A1 or A2, you know, at the very end, chances are you're probably going to get on an A380 just, You know, things that really nerdy stuff that people like us would think about. And I had played chess competitively during my school years and he had um, actually represented Norway in American pool as well for a bit. Um, So I think the turning point from my perspective was when I said to him, oh, so pool, that's a very strategy oriented game, right? And his eyes just lit up. And so we just got really, really nerdy about talking about strategy and everything. Yeah, that was good fun. That was different.
1: Yeah, I think both types are fairly strategic. And yeah, like we mentioned before, quite forward thinking and like to plan. (laughs)
2: Yeah. sometimes i think it's too much of the planning though but yeah that's another another topic i think sometimes i just my mind is always planning and i think it's becoming quite tiring and (laughs) a bit of a distraction right he's
3: basically playing out scenarios of where we'd be in two years time five years time ten years time with all the variables (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so that was that was our first date it was it went so well that we almost wanted to go on a second date the very same day yeah, and then we look had that we looked at each other, and I think we both thought, no, that's going to be too weird. So we arranged a date next day, which isn't weird at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: marginally <laughs> less so. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you see each other almost every day before you got on your plane?
3: Yeah, well, I think what was it? Um, so we had the second date the second day, and then maybe the third date on the fifth day. I mean, I wasn't keeping count, obviously, but it was all very compressed because at the end of the first week, he had already asked me to move in because I think it's nice to know if you can live with this person, right? Just the level of messiness or just the quirks and stuff like that. So again, it fell right in the bucket of planning ahead and making sure it all fits so it was yeah the it, you know it was part romantic part practical
2: yeah you didn't really have a place to stay like you lived in an airbnb right so... yeah
3: i was perfectly happy at the airbnb actually because i i would become such good friends with the host she actually ended up at a wedding as well so yeah i would say you you made a marginally better mm. flatmate just mm. because you're a romantic interest yeah <laughs> yeah
1: I'm sure and so
3: what happened the day that you left for your flight like how did you leave it oh that was uh that was a day to remember wasn't it so I I think I yeah it was early April I was meant to fly off exactly three weeks from the day we uh, met because we had already been talking about rings and stuff he was asking what sort of designs I liked Um, he wanted it to be a surprise but not a bad surprise so again as the planner he said just send me some designs that you like and I figured he'd propose in London just because he didn't have the time to find the right one in such a short time. But then he took us back to the special spots for our third date, which is up on the peak in Hong Kong. So you get a glorious night view of the skyscrapers. Um, and we have a little special bench in the middle of nowhere. And then that's when he got down on one knee and proposed. Oh, that's so cute. So is this literally, is this the night before you left? The night before. It was all like compressed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So literally from meeting to getting engaged within three weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. were you nervous about proposing or did you just know that it was so right uh,
2: I was falling apart I think I, I didn't even manage to open the box the ring was in a box right so I just gave her the box because I was <laughs> but yeah
3: it was it was quite cute he, he had a really really adorable proposal um, he didn't ever actually ask, will you marry me? He just said, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you spend the rest of your life with me? And then that was when he got down one knee and presented me with a box that <laughs> <eight> clothes. <laughs> oh, that's so cute.
2: Yeah, it's a big deal, right? It's a story that you tell later that is not, you know, a nice story. You want to make sure it's a good thing. And again, me always planning and always looking at scenarios. I was just seeing all the different things that could go wrong as well. So I was just trying to to make sure everything went okay. So
3: Yeah. And so were you surprised, Jane? I was. I definitely was because, you know, like I said, I was half expecting him to maybe propose when he was visiting me in London. There were plans for that. So I just figured he wouldn't have had the time to go and find a ring, get it sized right, and then pick it up and all that, right? Whatever logistics are involved. But it turns out he did do a little detour on the Friday just before when he said he was going to do takeout. So he picked up our food for dinner, but then swung by the jewelers to to pick up something else. So very sneaky of him. Was it like absolute yes you just completely knew it was right as well yeah I think to be honest from date three I had a fairly good idea that this was going to
2: be something serious that's kind of when we started talking about like obviously in the first few dates we knew the connection was great and we could have you know awesome conversations and we got along really well but I think from day three onwards we kind of aligned on values and all those other parts as well and that's I think when I knew anyways yeah
3: Yeah, you you told me actually at the end of date two, you had called your dad to ask what he'd make of you moving back to Europe. Mm -hmm. So you were apparently already that date two was when I told him, actually, this is all lovely, but I'm leaving in three weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so he yeah, he already was, I think, thinking really far ahead at the end of that date. And then date three was when we grilled each other on all the questions that tends to come up more organically if couples were dating six months in yeah Um, and then he asked one question that really impressed me in terms of maturity he asked how do you fight when you have disagreements how do you resolve it and I thought that's a person who understands kind of the key to a long
0: successful marriage and then what happened after that did you move to Europe
3: I did so I moved back to London on schedule and he managed yeah so he found something in dublin two months afterwards which was better than hong kong versus london but it was still you know a bit of a distance <laughs> um so then we kept up with the long distance from london to dublin for another 11 months which in hindsight is so crazy like you meet a guy so you spend three weeks with him pledge to spend the rest of your life with him and then you're separate for over a year but yeah we
2: took out the time zone difference right so i think that helped. I think yeah. the time zone is, is, is killer, right? Like you want to be able to speak when you're both awake.
3: Yeah, it, those were the the dark days when, when I was separate from my honey. So that was not fun.
1: Yeah, that is a really unusual situation. Meeting, getting engaged in three weeks and then not being in the same country yeah. for a year. And then so you said when you met, you both had similar values. What else was it that attracted you to each other? Well,
2: obviously she's gorgeous, but... I think she's also incredibly impressive. So I was just super impressed with who she is, and yeah, like you've just done so many amazing things, and you're definitely super, super strong. And I make
3: like me sound like, like a candidate at a job interview. Yeah, <laughs> I know how he feels. <laughs> um, and and then for me, kindness is paramount in a partner, and he just had such and like an overwhelming aura if you will of, of kindness and you know there were all these other things right that he had all these goals that he was working towards in life that I felt I could you know be very much a part of but there was just this genuine and very deep kindness in him was was a thing that was very easy for me to you know to get on board with. Over the years I've heard you know lots of friends throw really lovely compliments um about Henrik, but I think the one that stood out most was someone who hadn't met him and said, he has very kind eyes. And I think that's just, it shows the character that he has. And yeah, it's difficult to really explain, isn't it? Like when you just meet someone, even though on paper we can be so different, it yeah. just works.
2: I think ultimately it's the connection, right? It's the, the <laughs> shared values. We want to grow in the same direction and we enjoy spending time together.
0: When did you first discover your personality type?
2: I think you discovered that earlier than me, right?
3: Yeah, because when I was living and working in Singapore, we had uh, the company that I was part of um, had put us under a host use MBTI test. So you take an MBTI upon entry into the company And it turns out they only hired TJs because there was a company retreat one year where they thought it would be fun to look at everybody's MBTI personalities. And 80% of all the investment managers like myself were TJs. So it was just all of us cramped into one tiny corner of the the grid. Yeah. And then at one point during my stint there, they sent us all on another MBTI test. Um, And that was when, you know, uh, Jess... I came back as an ENTJ but I had always tested on those free online tests as an INTJ so I was in denial about the ENTJ diagnosis.
1: Yeah I think we talked about it briefly over email right but sometimes ENTJs can like mistype as introverts because They're extroverted in the sense that they tend to be out there doing stuff in the world, but they aren't necessarily always very
3: people orientated. I think between ENTJs and INTJs, maybe INTJs come across as a bit more grumpier. And I relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then after we dated, Henrik was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his career. And that was when I introduced him to MBTI.
2: Yeah, so I think, think the first time I did a proper test, like I'd I, I known about it, but i never taken a test or never kind of looked into it. I think the first time I did it was like a week or two weeks into yeah. meeting you. Yeah.
1: yeah, And has knowing your personality type impacted your relationship in any way?
3: Well, I, I definitely take the time to read his INFJ profile, you know, on, on sites, just to understand how he looks at the world. And that, I think, helps, right, when you can understand... Things from the other's perspective mm-hmm. and how they think and what they respond well to and stuff like that. Because TJs, as you say, tend to be a bit too logical to a fault for those who aren't TJs. <laughs> so, so it helps to kind of um, remember that some people just resolve conflict differently or, or just perceive differently. Yeah. So I, I definitely leverage on knowing what his type is.
2: I should probably be better at doing that. <laughs>
3: But yeah, it can come naturally to some
1: extent, but then it it really helps if you kind of read about the completely different ways that people think. And it is really fascinating as well.
2: I think, you know, certain times I know when to maybe just leave you alone for a bit and you process or go through whatever it is. And Mm. not me asking if she's okay all the time, like stuff like that. I think something I probably can learn by reading it. Yeah,
0: You said you guys are very forward planning and strategic. What kind of things do you talk about? what don't we talk about
2: like one example i think is where we want to be in five years in terms of everything in terms of where in the world we want to be in terms of jobs in terms of kids in terms of you know everything it could be
3: yeah because i think because both of us had lived around the world um you know just different countries every few years we're quite comfortable traveling and moving our base. And so, you know, even the simple question of where will we be could throw up a whole bunch of possibilities. And, and that's enough for us to talk a long time about because then we're thinking about, you know, the culture of the place, the corporate environment, um, school, school ev- everything. So, yeah, so I, yeah I, I think we talk a lot about how we want to shape our future. Yeah. Where we travel to, I guess, yeah. We haven't we haven't gotten to a point where we create spreadsheets for travel. I'm, I'm not that ENTJ, but we, we're definitely, he, he will always ask, like, when are we going back to Hong Kong again? Or just, you know, where, where are we traveling to in, in a year's time? So It's all very kind of far off on the horizon sort of mm. thing.
2: I, th- I think I just see it as, like, let's take where we live in five years question. I think I just, in my mind, I always have five different places and i kind of run pros and cons continuously throughout my life and that includes you know being where we are as well right so yeah
1: exploring different long-term scenarios yeah and how do you guys deal with
2: conflict
3: we talk it out right
2: yeah i think we're, we're pretty good we, we never go to bed uh, angry. angry at each other or
3: with something unresolved i think that's kind of a rule we we have
2: yeah And I think every time we've fought or every time there's been an issue, it's just lack of understanding. So I think what we try to do is just try to understand where the other person is coming from. And and I think once you understand that, you can understand why you've reacted or acted the way you have. And I think, yeah, just having that communication and just Mm. talking it through, even though maybe it takes an hour or two hours, whatever it takes it's it's important and i think sometimes we've also done almost like preventative conversations so we call it like a relationship audit that's
3: his that's his label not mine
2: <laughs> which uh i think is really good because just once in a while maybe i don't know how freaking twice a year yeah twice a year maybe every nine months whatever we just have a you know conversation when there's nothing wrong where we just say hey let's have a chat about are we doing what are the the things we can do better what are the Mm. things we should do more of and kind of address things that potentially could be an issue in the future why i like doing this is that i just think it's important to just take a stop take a breather and make sure we're growing in the right direction that we're growing you know in the same direction both of us
3: yeah definitely we're we're not one of those couples that have long dragged out arguments and i definitely we
1: don't really fight Like like i think it's very rare like it's so so mature to do the like relationship audit it's a really good idea because yeah it's good to I guess catch things early and just check in even if it is just going well right
3: yeah yeah Yeah. so true right because sometimes in relationships there's small niggling little matters that isn't enough to have a conversation about but if you ask proactively the other person may say well actually (laughs) there's this
2: but it's a very us thing to do though like i'm not sure if you're gonna like this but if you look at us as like a like a machine like an airplane <laughs> turbine or it's something like- you need to run predictive maintenance on that you Now, like sometimes it's gonna be in the air and it's gonna fall down so unless you kind of like proactively make sure things are okay
3: i think mm. it helps my husband just compared us to a, a turbine <laughs> yeah,
2: it's not purely about our relationship it could be just how are you doing as a person like how can i understand how how are you doing like mm. what are you going through that i don't know that i don't see just so I'm aware so I can you know better help and better support be a better husband
0: and you've kind of touched on this already but what do you like most about each other's personality
2: mm. there's so much it's just hard to narrow that down
0: I think for me it's
3: oh this is so cliche but it's probably a cliche for good reason but he I feel like he completes me you know like that I I have a certain edge to me that's very driven and ambitious and whatnot but i think he grounds me he keeps me grounded in so many ways and you know when i look at him and i think about the future i just i'm inspired to do better for us so that that keeps me driven in a different way versus you know before i had met him yeah know?
2: i think like i could say so many things here but ultimately i think i want to be a better person again it's so cliche because of jade right like i think if if i were with somebody else i'm not sure if i'd be able to continuously try to improve who I am. Like I hope I will do that no matter what. I try to be the best version of me that I can be. And I think that's a lot to do with you. Mm. Yeah. Oh no really cute. You're just always kind and open to other people and being positive and helpful. Sometimes I'm not the most positive person. So I'm just seeing there's a lot of like a different approach of how you you interact with others mm. and how you carry yourself is something that I I really appreciate and something that I want to improve in myself.
1: Yeah, and on So we try and pair couples that have different strengths and weaknesses and that can learn from each other. And it sounds like that's exactly what, yeah. what you guys are. Yeah. And is there anything that you would change about each other's personality or that you'd like each other to work on
3: a little bit? For me, I always feel that when you get into a relationship that you want to sustain, right, over the long term, the one thing you absolutely have to be on board with is that person's personality. You can change like little habits or, you know, small bits and bobs, but a person's personality is so core to their existence that you're either okay with it and you make your peace with it or you just find someone else. So yeah, I think, I think the answer for me really is no, just on that basis, like never Never envision yourself as the you know the woman who's gonna go in and change some guy's life for the better. I, I just don't
0: see that in, in my own sort of life.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then obviously you've had the really big challenge of long distance. Are there any other challenges you faced as a couple?
3: Well, I would say furnishing the house was.
2: <laughs> well, I think when I was living in, in Dublin and in Hong Kong, we were doing a lot of, you know planning in terms of a wedding wedding and and you were doing most of that and I think I probably should have done a better job at helping out but it was harder when I wasn't in country
3: yeah I Um, didn't mind that so much I mean ENTJs love to kind of take the initiative and whatnot right so the fact that the wedding was to be held in London I was in London he was not in london it was very logical for me to kind of just do the bulk of it yeah so yeah i mean that part wasn't the easiest but it was you know pulled off i think that was
2: i think i think it's more other things that's been a challenge that's not directly us as a couple but maybe you know for instance i've had a period of time where you know i haven't been the happiest with my my job and with my work and i've been searching for something that is more rewarding yeah more aligned to me more aligned Mm. to my personality and who i am yeah and i think that has been quite tough for me and and hence for us right
3: yeah he's always worried that his kind of dissatisfaction you know or challenges on the work front um would spill over to the relationship but i mean that's just kind of the ebbs and flows of life right that at some point someone's going to have a harder more challenging period on the work front possibly and your job is just to be supportive and see them through that period so yeah i didn't i didn't see that as so much a challenge the biggest challenge on my side honestly was just how picky he was when it came time to furnishing the house like norwegians by their own admission are picky people yeah mm, all yeah. well, our norwegian friends say that yeah. with some pride and so he knew what he didn't want which were half the options i presented to him about how about this table how about that console quite
2: picky yeah yeah
1: <laughs> What are your strengths and weaknesses in your relationship? Does one of you take care of certain things and the other takes care of different things?
2: Yeah,
3: I do the finance side of things.
2: I always joke that I'm I'm kind of like the low skill labor. That's what I do. <laughs> so I clean the dishes and I go to the supermarket, stuff like that. And it then you, cooks. But I think Jane is more, you know, in charge of our finances yeah. and, and you know, <laughs> legal matters or whatever yeah. it might be. Like, yeah, that's you. And I do yeah. the low skill work.
1: I don't want to all see it as low skill. I I see it as being nourished. Yeah, nourished is a good word. I
2: think i struggle to to think of of weaknesses though i think we talked a lot today about our strengths like i think one of the reasons why this is such a strong Mm. relationship is because the weaknesses are so far between and they're not really what's important yeah it's it's easy and i think yeah like i allow jane to be who jane is and she allows me to be who i am and i think we don't really need to change anything because we're such a good fit and i've been in relationships in the past where it's been a bit of a struggle and like this is so much better
3: (laughs) he still does silly things like when we tuck in for the night suddenly you know lights are out and all that and i'm ready to sleep and then suddenly he jumps out of bed he's like oh sorry i have to go do something and the next day i find like a little handwritten note on the on the dining table where he's just writing sweet things and that's just nice
1: that's really sweet yeah so thoughtful well you're called so thoughtful on our app so it it makes sense you know
3: (laughs) Yeah, so so very, very glad that, you know, um, dating apps for us worked out so well. And I absolutely believe that's kind of the future of dating, that you can match someone up based on kind of the inherent personalities. And I think there's so much to be said about it, right? There's a reason why corporations run MBTI tests before they choose to take on someone, because it is absolutely a cultural and corporate fit there. Mm. And so it is with the most important relationship you have in your life.
1: It's been really interesting, actually. We have had a really high success rate, of people finding relationships through SoSynced.
0: And final question, which is probably a good one for you guys as you love to think ahead. What are you most looking forward to in your future together?
3: More adventures? Just more adventures in all its forms?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think starting a family would be definitely great. We have all these plans, or at least I have all these plans, right? <laughs> all these scenarios. And each one of those scenarios I'm looking forward to. So it's just, exciting to see which one will end up going or if there's maybe uh, an unknown scenario I don't know about yet that's fine too I think make sure that we're growing in the right direction the same direction together mm-hmm. and and kind of starting a family growing old
3: yeah but I always tell him that life is what happens when you're busy planning your 10 or 100 scenarios so sometimes it's best to not have too much of a plan yeah I think but well, INFJs in particular
1: but lots of intuitives are quite often more in their head than in the moment and it's so true like you know if you're always thinking ahead then you're not really kind of experiencing what's what's happening so I guess there's always a balance exactly
2: yeah constant struggle I think Um, (laughs) there's so many unknowns of the future which is always will be I guess but that is a bit exciting as well right will we be in the UK will we be in another country when will we have kids you know how things will shape with everything
1: well yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been yeah really really lovely to hear about I guess your very special story really and not many people know that it's right from such an early stage but um yeah it's great to hear about it all
3: thanks for having us that was a lot of fun as well yeah thank you
0: thank you for listening to Personality Love Lab We hope you enjoyed hearing this love story about personality type compatibility and don't forget to click subscribe.
1: And if you're looking for your own love story, head over to your app store now and download SoSynced, the dating app that matches compatible personality types. It's free and you can find people who are looking to connect on a deeper level.